the college football experience week two bowl picks edition on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. Win bet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by prize picks. Price picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Yes, Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Free in the App Store and Google Play Store, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab it today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Week two bull picks and other college football news. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer. (laughs) Yes. I'm just switching it up. I was bored by the Dundee music. Had to switch it up. Um, Hold it down in LA with Ram it for us. <laughs> I am joined by the guy who lives in Hollywood, cl- very, very close to West Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> this guy, all the way back in the Washington, D.C. area at the moment. Uh, Give it up for my co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. And we got third man in the booth. I guess Patty C, I'll give you your music. First down, third man in the booth from uh, Tobacco Road, where I guess you know he's waiting to see the Hokies take on the Dukies tonight. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, Tobacco Road living, the free lock giving, former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. 
Yeah, that's right, man. Conference play in the ACC is beginning. I'm getting pumped. This college basketball season's been awesome so far, but we're not here to talk college basketball, right? We're here to talk bowl season. Yes, and there's your music. Just some classic football music. Well, I mean, ba- college basketball is kind of going a hiatus after tomorrow. Uh, subscribe to the college basketball experience. We got like four days off, I think it is, after tomorrow. We will have you covered daily on the college basketball experience. But uh, a little let down that they didn't want to play basketball on Christmas. What's yeah, go- no, there's a, a handful of games. Really? I believe. There's some. Um, I think there's some like pre not preseason tournament, but like early in the season non conference tournament going on in like. Hawaii or some you know, neutral site somewhere, isn't there? I don't think so, buddy. I'm seeing a uh, gap from the 23rd to I, the 27th. 20? Are you sure about that? Well, maybe because they haven't won the games yet, they're not showing that. You sure about that five minutes? I am sure about that five <laughs> minutes. But regardless, we'll have you covered on the college basketball experience daily show. Subscribe. Tell a friend. And uh, here we are, college football bowl season. I know it's not the most exciting, you know, bowl. But but what, what's your take on the first week of games? You have a certain game you liked most. Was it them dumping the French fries uh, all over Craig Bowl and the Wyoming Cowboys? Was it the uh, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, Nick? Was it? Uh, uh, was it BYU not starting their starting quarterback, or was it Bailey Zappi <laughs> sixty-two touchdowns on the season? Coastal Carolina, the mullet. What's your favorite game we've had so far, Nick? I would say that the the bowl season started off with a bang uh, last Friday, December seventeenth, where we had two matchups, both decided by a touchdown or less. Uh, Middle Tennessee, Toledo. That was a, a nice game. Uh, MTSU came back in the fourth to win. And then uh, Coastal hanging on to beat the Huskies. That was a, a you know very high scoring game, 47-41. You know, watching those two games, I was like, all right, you know, we trashed bowl season, you know, pretty regularly here, but there's still, you know, entertaining football games that we can wager on. So what's the harm in that? Yeah, yeah. And uh Patty, see what's your first takeaway from bowl the first like I guess the first real week of of bowl games. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm more entertained by the FCS competition, whether that be the uh, semifinals or the Celebration Bowl. But uh, yeah, some interesting games, I guess. Not really super interesting, but yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I love Sounds it. Sounds like a hater. Sounds like a hater over there. <laughs> Sounds I mean, like a hipster hater. Great. I mean, look, yeah, I, I get your point. I mean, the games are hard to forecast. It's hard to, uh, but it's better than nothing. I will say that. It's better than and, nothing. And you guys also don't have traditional office jobs where like I am pro any kind of football or basketball or baseball being played during the day on a weekday. Hmm. Yeah. I, that's just awesome to be able for me to be able to sit at home in my office with the TV on, you know, maybe play a little DFS, maybe get a little, you know, side bets going on here. So um, it's been fun having bowl games during the day. Uh, yeah. I like it. I'm on board. DJN on all hours of the day. Got gotta love that. (laughs) Well, uh, we got news before we get into this week's bowl games. We got a lot of news to get to. I know we were just talking about Coastal Carolina and Grayson McCall. You know, they asked him if he's returning next year. Is he going to try to go to the NFL? Is he going to transfer? And he says, "I'll be back next year." I piss teal. (laughs) 
Why, what is so fun about coastal Carolina? Why are they the most entertaining program in America? I, I, uh, I saw their linebacker, Teddy Gallagher, I think his name is. And a few other players tweet out because as you well know, uh, Texas A&M canceled uh, their bowl. Well, they can't play because of COVID in their bowl game against wake forest. Um, so all of a sudden you have this canceled bowl game and they don't know what to do with it. And coastal Carolina is saying, Hey, <laughs> we want awesome. this. We want this opportunity. And a lot of the players are saying that uh, it just goes to show the people that are like, Hey, there's too many games for the student athletes. Shut the hell up. Um, yeah, you know what? It's it's the cast of characters on that team. I mean, and they play a fun style of offense. Their head coach has a mullet. They're you know from Myrtle Beach of all places, which is <laughs> you know. Uh, You've never been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that same guy, Teddy Gallagher. Teddy Gallagher. He was in the stands for the Myrtle Beach Bowl, even though his team wasn't even playing. He was. He's just a big football guy. God he's bless him. God like bless him. God bless him. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll see how that works out. I love the piss teal comment because um, Grayson McCall could probably get a starting gig in a lot of, a lot of power five schools. So yeah, kudos definitely. to you, Grayson McCall. We saw the transfer portal get a little wacky. Uh, this will continue to be wacky. I should say Keaton Slovis is now at Pitt. The only problem is Mark Whipple is not, but what do you make of uh, Pitt getting uh, the former USC quarterback, Nick? Uh, it seems like a great fit. Uh, Slovis, I mean, his career in Los Angeles has been kind of up and down, but the dude's got talent. He's had some nice games. He is starting quarterback level in the Power Five conference, and obviously with with Pitt losing Pickett, you know, there was a big void there. So I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Whipple's not there, but who knows what OC they're going to bring in. Who knows what kind of you know style of offense if they can you know put up passing numbers like they did this year? But on the surface, it seems like a nice fit. Patty well, C, what do you think of Slovis to Pitt? I think it's a nice fit for Pitt, obviously, because they got to fill that hole. But uh, Slovis, you're just walking into a situation where you have no idea who the OC is going to be. And traditionally, uh, D'Antoni or uh, not D'Antonio, um, who's their coach over there? Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Narduzzi. Uh, Narduzzi. Narduzzi. One of those Italians. Uh, <laughs> Narduzzi always just runs pretty, uh, pretty low key offenses. You know, um, Whipple was obviously the guy that spruced it up and made them the ACC champion that they are. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you can rely on an elite uh, offense. You know, so I don't know if it's a great move for Slovis yet. So, have they hired a coordinator yet, Colby? I actually believe they promoted their wide receiver coach, at least for the bowl okay. game. I can't remember if it was for the bowl game or for the, like the future going forward. Cause I would be surprised if he transferred to Pitt without an OC without knowing what kind of offense they're going to run completely. So I wonder if, if that guy's going to, you know, that coach who was promoted is going to stay on a permanent basis. I'm quickly trying to Google. I, I want to I, I know he was promoted. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like um hmm. Look at this. Uh offensive coordinator won't be announced until team is in Atlanta. That was from three hours ago. So I don't think we know yet. Wow. So so we might Interim not offensive know. coordinator won't be announced. So long term offensive yeah. coordinator, we definitely don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say we might not know, but maybe he maybe they know, but that that's that sounds not the case, maybe. So yeah, well, interesting. It's, it's Narduzzi. Maybe he'll kick a field goal. <laughs> uh, Jack Miller, 
Sounds like the name of a spy novel. Uh, Jack Miller, backup quarterback at Ohio State, transfers to Florida, where recently Emory Jones transferred. Did the Gators uh, luck up and win? I mean, I know we haven't watched too much film of Jack Miller. What do you make of the move, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he got many snaps at Ohio State, if if any. Um, so uh, he's a talented guy. I'm sure he was a four or five star coming in. So yeah, if, if you're Florida, why not? You know, stack that quarterback room with a couple, uh, you know, talents. Uh, who knows what he's going to be if he can beat out. Richardson or not, but uh, why not bring him on board? Sure. Yeah. Patty C Jack Miller, of Florida, you buying in? I mean, yeah, I think it's a good move for him. He's not getting uh, a, the starting gig anytime soon. Although with Ewers moving, then he was maybe just one, uh, one injury away. So I don't know if I completely agree, but Anthony Richardson is still a work in progress. Emory Jones gone. I mean, you got to figure he might be able to step up and take that job. I think it's a, it's a good risk for him. He probably had a pretty good idea that he wasn't going to be seeing the field with Ohio State, so yeah, got to trust him on that one. Uh, Bo Nix to Oregon. That one I was somewhat shocked uh, because they still have Ty Thompson was a big recruit, so it's going to be a it's going to be a little uh, it's going to be interesting to see the quarterback battle come next spring. Um, what do you make of that one there, Nick? Hey, he's better than Anthony Brown, right? Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know about Ty Thompson. I'm not sure you know what the, what his future looks like. But for Oregon, I think it's definitely an upgrade. And um, you know, uh, Bo Nix, I'm sure, being a confident guy, he's pretty sure he could win that job. So yeah, I think it makes sense uh, for both sides. Patty C, you buying into to oh. Nix being the next uh, Mariota? Well, I like the moxie he's got, and obviously that kind of fits with the Oregon moxie. So uh, he will he will be the headliner they're looking for. Whether he'll be consistent enough for them. Probably not. Um, also, with Dan Lanning, I don't know. Uh, he seems like the type of dude that, like any defensive coordinator, doesn't want their quarterback making bonehead mistakes, and that's what Bo Nix is uh, well known for. So uh, we could see some fireworks there. I'm interested interested to see how that works out. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think it's a pretty good get for Oregon. Give them some, and especially them retaining Thompson, having two solid quarterbacks coming into the spring. Jack Plummer, who started some games at Purdue, he goes to Cal, which is basically like, I think a perfect fit. <laughs> Nick, Jack Plummer to Cal. Dude's always had some game, uh, you know, with Purdue having kind of a two quarterback system last couple of years, both guys could play with him and O'Connell. Um, so I think it's, yeah. And Garbers, is, he's out, right? Garbers is yeah, gone. He's graduated. graduated. Yeah. So uh, obviously once again, you had a program with a void at quarterback Plummer has experience at the highest of levels, started multiple games for Purdue. So uh, yeah, I like the move here by Cal and I think it's a good move for Plummer because, because you know, O'Connell won that job this year and he was getting, I think he started the last, at least like 10 games or something. He was, he was running with it and it was pretty clear that uh, you know, he was moved to the bench and, and and second string, so why not make a move? Yeah, yeah, um, I think it's a great get for Cal actually. Um, now Navy, like what's that on the bench by, uh, by the start of October? Plummer was on the bench, so he they gave him September, and then he okay. he lost the gig. So yeah, yeah. good move for him. Uh, Navy Schuler, son of Heath Schuler, <laughs> is Navy leaving. Schuler, I love the name. Leaving App State. He transferred into Tennessee. Is there any way? I know they have Joe Milton. I know Hendon Hooker said he's coming back, but Navy Schuler, he's royalty. Is he just going there just to try to, uh, you know, plow a few broads that he hasn't known? What, what do you think's going on there, Nick? 
<laughs> I think he's like trying to set up his career as a coach to be like a grad assistant after this or something. Uh, I didn't even know the guy was on App State, and I'm an <laughs> App State fan, and and I was a Redskins fan when they drafted his dad, He Schuler. Uh, that was so long ago. A lot of people listening to this this program might not even know who He Schuler is. So I think this is <laughs> this is much ado about nothing. He's never going to see the field. And we'll probably never hear the name Navy Schuler again. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> uh, look, we we should do a whole college. Who who's in favor of us doing a thirty minute or one hour long college experience t, uh, t like uh, podcast on on uh, Heath Schuler? <laughs> <laughs> How about we could do we could do one on the Redskins quarterbacks over the past thirty years? Oh my goodness, dude, that, would, that would be like a hours. whole series. Yeah. yeah that would be- <laughs> A ten series like mini series podcast. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what was? I mean, I guess what they started Warfel at one point. That's got to be the low point, right? Well, those were the uh, Spurrier days where they went through a, a bunch of uh, Gator quarterbacks. Uh, who who were the other ones? Um, uh, Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews. That's who <laughs> I was thinking of. But Shane Matthews is better. Who was worse, Werfel or Schuler? I think Werfel. I think Werfel was worse because at least Schuler had some athleticism and some legs. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, I watched. I went back and watched Werfel throwing the ball. It's like a shot put. It is a terrible throw. I have no idea how we put up those numbers. That credit Steve Spurrier with that and all those wide receivers. <laughs> that dude had no arm strength. None. He had a wet noodle for a right arm. <laughs> Uh, some other other news in the transfer portals. Oh, actually, I mean, I guess I'll get to some in a second. But uh, so, uh, running backs, uh, Jameer Gibbs, starting running back at Georgia Tech, transfers to Alabama. This guy's a baller. Surprise, surprise! Alabama, which struggled with the run game this season, they land Jameer Gibbs. Nick, your thoughts? Uh, uh, slam, slam dunk, man. I think he's going to step in there and be a monster right away. Uh, you could even say that he's going to be in the Heisman contention. I mean, Brian Robinson kind of was. And obviously, Najee Harris was so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, he's going to be a great fit there. Patty C. I mean, I saw enough uh, Jameer Gibbs to see the talent, obviously, but the stats still leave something to be desired. Only 746 yards, so he's not like a proven thousand-yard back here. But you know, it's another starter that Alabama is stealing from another team. So, uh, and, and yeah, I- nice. I think Georgia Tech struggled to pass the ball, so they would load the box on uh yeah. Jamir Gibbs. If Saban, if Saban went out and plucked him, Saban wasn't too concerned about his stats, you know. So sure. I think he's gonna be all right. Good point. Good point. Um well, some other news. We don't know where they're transferring, but we do have uh, Jay Ducker, Northern Illinois running back, just rushed for twelve hundred yards. He's in the transfer portal. Desmond Jackson of Oklahoma State, who got some some solid burn. Andrew Van Buren from Boise State. Uh, then you have a bunch of quarterbacks. I mentioned Emory Jones, but Levi Williams, who just won a game at uh, Wyoming yesterday, <laughs> he's in the transfer portal. Braxton and his and his receiver, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a receiver that th- had over 1,200 yards receiving this year. A, a day later, it's like, geez, yeah, <laughs> they were waiting. Fill your bowl win a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Braxton Burmeister, Virginia Tech's quarterback, is in the transfer portal. Casey Thompson of Texas. Todd Santeo of Colorado State. Uh, are, are you guys intrigued by any of those? See where they land. I mean, Burmeister, maybe. Has has Burmeister anyone had sucks. a more revolving door at the quarterback position than Virginia Tech? It's yeah. kind of unbelievable. Well, the, 
The Washington Redskins. <laughs> Something in the water over there, or right uh, here, I guess. I think it's one of the. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where Burmeister goes. Originally, it was an Oregon recruit, correct? Oh no, that was Quincy. Was that Quincy Patterson? Or was that Burmeister? No, it was Burmeister. Yeah, Burmeister. Um, Dude, he's not very good. Casey Thompson's probably the most. Oh, I don't know. Emory Jones, I think, could be could have a good upside too. Yeah, yeah. Let the right I coach. Guess. Work with them. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I told you, Colby, who I want to see in the portal, and I think uh, the timing would be br- pretty good. Uh, although, obviously, with Sonny Dykes coming into TCU, maybe there's some incentive for uh, uh, my boy God, Max Duggan. He shouldn't Max be staying. Duggan. What do you mean? There's no he incentive. Should. They're going to the air raid. He is not an air raid quarterback. It's a guy that runs the ball all the time. Um, well, quarterbacks like to throw the ball, but I will say that I mean Whipple. Took a kind of dual threat guy in Kenny Pickett and turned him into a Heisman candidate. He was not, not he's, dual he's a, threat. He's a pass first guy, but <laughs> look, when you can fake slide and run for sixty-five yard touchdowns, that makes you a dual threat in my book a little bit. What are you okay? gonna say next? You're gonna say Ryan Leaf was dual threat? <laughs> so, look, I want to know. I want to know who Patty sees uh, UVA is gonna go after. Because are we assuming that Brendan Armstrong is leaving? I would make uh, that assumption right now, but I know Bronco said that, was gonna stay. It is. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know that Anai had left just yet, but he did say that he was planning on staying. So, and I think he, I think, um, you know, Elliot, Tony Elliott, selling a good little uh, marketing there to the okay. team. From what I've seen, I think he's he, gonna, he is draft eligible. He's a junior, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. but he can take the advantage of that COVID year and get two more years if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to be Syracuse's next starting quarterback with Anai leaving for Syracuse. <laughs> Oh, is that where Anai landed? Uh, uh, yeah, Anai's at Syracuse now. He's not. He's Brandon Armstrong's not going to Syracuse. Well, well, I'm just saying their offensive coordinator went to Syracuse, so it makes sense. He'd be smart. Uh, if he did. I don't know if I see that move. Is Syracuse smart if he goes to Syracuse? Yeah. What, Syracuse? what do you mean? Virginia had one more win than Syracuse this year. You candy ass. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think UVA is a better program. Now, granted, a new head coach. We'll see how that goes. But I think yes, UVA is the better program than Syracuse. Not by much. Do you remember before Bronco Mendenhall? <laughs> yeah, UVA has sucked for a while. Syracuse I mean, has uh, had a double-digit win season more recently than Virginia has. I don't know that. Okay, lateral at best, which I still don't think is the case. But I, yeah, I think if you're Brennan Armstrong, if you just put up those kind of crazy numbers, if you want out, you can pick a better place in Syracuse. Well, no, because you'll be in the same offense. That's my point. Yes, I see that, but I don't think you want to go to Syracuse and play for that team. That team. <laughs> what that team did Syracuse do them. do for you? Who's his receivers at Syracuse? Huh? <laughs> yeah. What did Syracuse do to you? Uh, let me let me. What they do? Huh? What happened? You, you, what happened? You were a kid. Yeah. Well, you got picked on by some guy in a John Wallace jersey. Huh? I got, I got no. <laughs> Listen to this though. It, it, to Nick's point, I mean, Nick, uh, Nick's right that UVA has been a better program than Syracuse for since. Probably the, at least two thousands, marginally, but uh, around the same. But Tony Elliott has coached some pretty good offenses. So, who's to say that Brendan Armstrong doesn't want his expertise? Yeah, he really made the ukulele look like a top ten pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, made, he did make uh, Trevor Lawrence the number one pick. So, you know, we'll and see. Deshaun Watson, what the number five pick? Give, uh, give the guy a little credit. You can uh, have an off year every day. I'm a there. skeptic of the hire, buddy, all day. I know you Short like memory, it. Memory, Colby Dan. You like that hire. 
Look, Clemson was always pretenders, even when they won. Uh, there's an asterisk next to every national championship Clemson no, ever won. Don't get into this again. ACC <laughs> football. Get like out of here. Twenty-five points. They beat Troy by six. All right, that was probably the toughest game they played. Uh, probably tougher than <laughs> on the on, on the uh, in the invitational. Clemson proved it year in year out. If you're, yeah. if you're starting to argue this, Clemson shouldn't have been there. Nonsense. Just stop right now. All I'm saying is, in another conference, I don't think they would have got there because just because they played six and six Duke in the ACC championship. All I know is this past <laughs> week, and I was I was talking to a a drunk MD, our buddy. He was like, I can't stand when Colby goes off against Clemson. He's like, I don't even like Clemson, but they earned it. They deserved it, and I agree. I'm saying they did the same that UCF did. To me, those schedules aren't similar or pretty no, similar. Colby's got a great point there. Colby's yeah. got a great point there. Colby, what ACC did, has been butt sauce for a long time. Colby, what did Clemson ever do to you? <laughs> what, when, there it is. when you were a kid, did uh, that did somebody <laughs> in a uh, <laughs> a Terry Allen jersey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was Pete Borsellino. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, no one knows what the hell we're talking about now. But um, okay. Uh, the transfer no, portal. Let me, let me say one more thing. I want to see Max Duggan go to Nebraska with Mark Whipple, where he had been recruited by. He's only from an hour away. Council Bluffs, Iowa, is an hour away from Lincoln. The dude should be going to Nebraska. And look, I looked on uh, his recruiting profile with twenty-four-seven Sports. Guess who he was compared to? Adrian Martinez. Natural <laughs> fit, but Max Duggan is uh, the rich man's Adrian Martinez. Yeah, that could be the difference in those one-possession games. That's Speaking of quarterback transfers, Adrian Martinez. I love that transfer to K State. I actually think he showed to K State originally. He fits way better at K State <laughs> than he does. I actually think that makes K State like a Big Twelve contender now because that yeah. was the one thing they were missing before was like a guy that could just with him and and uh, uh, and Deuce Vaughn. You got two guys that can break into the house any play. Did uh, did Skylar Thompson graduate? Yeah. Okay. Then hey, great. Yeah, great. Great get, great get. K State has always known how to let a quarterback play, uh, play his athleticism, play playground football. Yeah, you know? if you have, if you have any shot at the pros, do not go to Kansas State. But if you want to have some fun, maybe you know knock off Oklahoma every other year. Hey, you jo- know. Josh Freeman was a first round pick. Yeah, how'd that work out? <laughs> Probably better than Heath Schuler. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's hop into. Well, actually, I want to talk about this JMU and the Sun Belt up here closer to making this happen, and also, so I think it's going to be. We'll find out. I think in the right after the Christmas break, but uh, it seems like Southern Miss, Marshall, Old Dominion will be playing a conference, or I'm sorry, a Sun Belt schedule next season, and JMU would then also get, I think, four or five games against Sun Belt opponents. Now they still wouldn't be eligible to make a bowl. Or win the Sun Belt Championship, but that would be a pretty substantial step instead of waiting a year. What do you What do you think of that, Nick? I think it's awesome, dude. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for the Sun Belt. I'm a fun belt guy, you know that. I got like App State, Coastal, two programs I kind of root for, and now you're adding in Patty C's, JMU, and another Ooh. handful of good teams. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for Sun Belt football moving forward. Give me those weekday games. I'm gonna be loving it. We got to get to We got to get to Harrisonburg, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Got to get to the campus. I don't know about Harrisonburg proper. Maybe not the most uh, enticing place in the world. Last time I was there, I did get a bullshit open container violation, which I'm <laughs> still a little pissed about. Uh, that's not living uh, up to the reputation. That's Jerry. tough. That's tough. Um, let's get to it. Let's get to the bowl games. But before I do, or Patty C, I guess did you? You're the you're the JMU alum here. What do you make of that move? 
Well, what I was going to say is I'm seeing, I don't want to know if I want to, uh, uh, you know, jump the gun here on this announcement we got today regarding a certain team in Texas not being able to play their game. But Kurt Signetti's on Twitter advocating for the Dukes to jump into that Gator Bowl spot. There uh, we go. <laughs> Dude, Jackson, I saw Jackson State also would love that. They tweeted saying, wow. we'd love that game. That, you know, you know, the powers that be aren't going to let Jackson State do that. It's going to threaten their recruiting. Um, but I can see, I can see coastal Carolina. You think, you think what's going to happen there? Cause they, they said they asked Rutgers that was five and seven and Rutgers declined oh, man. <laughs> the main, well, and, well the main, know, the main reason why though, is they said all the students are already gone. Yeah. They haven't been practicing. No, no yeah. one's on campus. I mean, so I think it'd be hard to, you know, gather up everybody and kind of practice for a couple of days. And that's the case with any team that didn't make a bowl. So I think you kind of have, if, if you're going to do something, you have to choose somebody from the FCS playoffs that lost or a bold team that lost this past week. That's really the only option I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sign me up for the hey, wake forest, uh, wake forest, JMU. That's like a typical AC. That's like a normal ACC game. Yeah. <laughs> Nick would love it. Nick's, Nick's going to DVR it. <laughs> wake forest minus three. <laughs> Um, I am a little bit bitter because I thought that was my best luck. I was on a, I was on an Indiana radio show yesterday, and they're like, "Give me your best play." I was like, "Oh, Texas A and M minus three and a half against Wake." It's gonna take <laughs> that all day, fun. but uh, yeah, a little bum there. But anyway, all right, let's get to it. Before we get to this week's bowl game matchups. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by tick pick college football's championship weekend might be behind us, but bowl season and the FCS playoffs and the four team invitational is upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play. All right. Because tick pick, yes, that's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you ever need as your go-to for all tickets, whether it's college football, whether it's college basketball, whether it's NFL, whether it's a concert. All right. Maybe Patty sees over there in DC and he's thinking, Hey, maybe I should go see Yanni. All right. Cause I, I know he's a fan, right? With that uh, wild ass hair, right? So maybe he thinks I'm gonna go, right? But he's he's sitting there and he's looking at tickets and he sees there's this gigantic service fee to go see Yanni that essentially makes it makes it so he's like buying three tickets, all right? Instead of doing that, just go to TickPick because TickPick got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today. At uh, I'm sorry. Visit TickPick at uh, TickPick.com/sgp. That's TickPick.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by WinBet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online betting and casino play. Yes. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, MMA, WNBA, and more. And WinBet has some awesome brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win a hundred on any sport, any, whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. IE you throw down a hundred bucks, you'll get a $200 free wager. Can't beat that max wager for that $750. 
which means they'll match at 1500. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? We'll sign up today to receive a special offer a risk free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to start winning today. All right, guys. The Red Hawks of Miami, Ohio. Travel to Frisco, Texas, where I mean, this is what they're gonna—they they just play games of Frisco, Texas. This is the this is the city to live in if you love football. Apparently, I, I might have to move there. Yeah, I've never been to Frisco, seriously. but they got the FCS championship. They got the the UTSA San Diego State game. Right? Yeah, Bowl. Miami, Ohio, North Texas. They just play football there. All right, legendary. Uh, the the Red Hawks are laying three against North Texas. Seth Latrell's bunch not that far away from Frisco, Texas. Maybe it's going to be a North Texas crowd, Nick. Well, they're thirty miles away, so you one would think. Meanwhile, Oxford, Ohio, is a- almost one thousand miles away, and I don't see a whole lot of Miami, Ohio fans making that trip personally. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you this: Seth Latrell's team winners of five in a row. This team's red hot. All right, uh, and this is I mean, Seth Luttrell. It's the guy that uh, dropped a fake playbook for Mike Leach back in 1999 against the Oklahoma or against the Texas Longhorns in the Red River Shootout. Um, sorry, I had to Red River Shootout. Had to to emphasize that. Um, I'm going North Texas here. I think they're the better football team, and I'm I've been on the fade the Mac, and it's it's been working out pretty good so far. Uh, I, when fading the Mac right now, what Northern Illinois lost Toledo lost Kent state lost, um, and even Marshall lost that used to be in the Mac and then Eastern Michigan got smacked by Liberty. So the Mac is proving that they're the worst conference in football this year. What are you doing here, Nick? I'm right there with you. I think the Mac proves that on pretty much an annual basis. Uh, you know, looking at like on paper, these teams look pretty similar. They both put up a similar amount of points and yardage per game. And they give up almost an identical amount of yardage per game, but they do it a little bit differently. Uh, North Texas has the third best rushing attack in the country. Uh, Deandre Torrey is a beast at running back. Meanwhile, Miami, uh, they're more of a passing attack. They got the 20th most passing yards in the country, but uh, yeah, when, 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 I, when you look at it, I'm going to take the home team who comes into the game with more momentum and is getting points. So I'm right there with you on North Texas. Patty C, what are you doing there? Well, I think uh, Nick's point about the distance is a, is a factor here because when you look at Miami Ohio's schedule, they're five and zero at home and one and six on the road. Granted, a lot of those losses are close. One point loss at Eastern Michigan, uh, one point overtime loss against Kent State, two point loss at Iowa uh, or Ohio rather, and then even a five point loss against Minnesota. So uh, they do keep it close when they lose, but. Since uh, North Texas is closer to home, I think they're the. I think they should be the favorite here. So give me the main green. All right, this is on. That was that game's on Thursday morning or afternoon on the West twelve thirty. Um, then we have UCF Florida in the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, we know that Florida didn't want this bowl game to happen. The lot the monies came in on the Gators because uh, this opened up at six. It is now seven. Um, so UCF catching seven. This game is very hilarious because you have Florida who before Dan Mullen got fired, I think he fired their defensive coordinator, their defensive line coach, 
and I believe one other coach. I can't recall if it was offensive line or defensive backs, but they fired them and then they fired Mullen a week later. Uh, so I don't know how many coaches are available <laughs> for the Gators, but they're going with Greg Knox, the running back coach, to be the he- the interim head coach for the Gators. Now, this is an, a tricky situation here. You got Emory Jones, who announced he's in the transfer portal. Now, last I heard, he said he was going to play in the bowl game. Yeah, apparently. But Anthony Richardson, the the is out. He can't play in the game. So. I don't know what to make of Florida's situation, coach-wise and player-wise. And UCF's going to go with Mikey Keene, the guy who's got all the starts. I know Dylan Gabriel transferred out, but Mikey Keene's been their guy all year, ever since Gabriel's knee injury, um, and they've been kind of rolling since then. So, uh, what do you make of this game? I'm going to take the seven points and take the team with a chip on the shoulder, coached by the the guy that's been there all year. Nick, obviously, I love UCF in this spot. Uh, Florida without the coaches, without, you know, some players have already um, gone pro they're opting out. Some guys have transferred. Uh, I think, uh, you know, motivation wise UCF is certainly has it. And I mean, because they're going to want to beat the big boy, the Florida Gators. Meanwhile, these Florida guys, I'm, I'm shocked. Emory Jones is staying. Cause it's not like, it's not like he's in the same situation as the Western Kentucky guys that stayed. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, they wanted to see it through because they came out of nowhere, had an awesome offensive year. Why Emory Jones is staying? I guess it's an opportunity to showcase his skills. That's pretty much the only thing I can think of. Um, and I mean, you know, look, Florida was still a pretty good team offensively. I think they they finished uh, uh, top ten, I think, in, in most yards, uh, but they were only fortieth uh, in total points. So actually, uh, UCF averages more points per game while only averaging seventy yards less. If I said that correctly, I think you get my point. Yeah. So. Um, Florida, not a good red zone team, no motivation. We don't know who the coach is. Meanwhile, UCF with a chip on their shoulder, trying to beat the big brother all over the nights. And I believe this game is sold out. <laughs> uh, Patty C, what are you doing here with uh, UCF plus seven? Oh yeah. I mean, I think Orlando is probably what only like an hour from uh, Tampa. So a little home field advantage, probably, probably not really a home. We're probably going to see a pretty even crowd here, but Florida is just struggling down the stretch. Winners of only three of their last eight. Those wins came against Vanderbilt, a win against Samford in which they gave up 52 points and a three point (laughs) win against a shit Florida state team. Meanwhile, losses to uh, South Carolina, Missouri, LSU, and Kentucky in that run. So, you know, uh, Kentucky decent, but everyone else six and six at best. So um, pretty so Florida, Florida, sorry to cut you off, Patty. Florida, bottom ten team in the country, ATS record, just three and nine on the year. Terrible, Ooh. terrible. I mean, I don't understand how money's coming in on. Uh, and you know, UCF is so much more motivated for this game, and but, the fans will be as well. I, I guarantee you, they're more than fifty percent because those UCF fans are great fans. They're going to travel. Florida fans, they're not excited about this game. Yeah, I mean. After all that stuff with the emails, Florida denying a, a home and home game, saying they're not on their same level, and then basically, you know, the powers that be helping the SEC out by scheduling UCF against uh, uh, LSU in the Fiesta Bowl instead of putting them against uh, Florida in the Peach Bowl a couple of years back, um, you know, denying them their chance to prove their themselves as the top team in the state. Yeah, this is a great chance for UCF. You know, they're pumped for it. Yeah. Lastly, there were rumors about the Florida Gators trying to get out of this bowl and to, you know, schedule somebody other than UCF. I don't think they want any parts of UCF. 
especially with them jumping up to the big 12, the power five here uh, next yeah. year. Is it right? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, 23, 2023. So after uh, next season. Years. Yeah. Um, all right, folks. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by prize picks. Price picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy, daily fantasy simplified. Uh, you pick two to five players on an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you enter. Use the promo code SGP and receive a hundred percent deposit match for up to a hundred dollars. Yes. And it's just you against those projected numbers. Prize picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more price picks also allows you to do mixed sport entries. That's great. You can do basketball, college basketball mixed with NFL, whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, they offer every sport you can think of from NFL, college football, college basketball, MLB, NBA, soccer, MMA, and more. Um, so check out pricepicks.com. Use that promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit match. And I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by prop swap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner and the pro and PropSwap has the best odds on the Super Bowl futures. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Well, guess what? You can submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other betters, just like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and props up. will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale uh, and thousands of buyers every single day are on prop swap, trying to find the best odds on futures, props and parlays. Last week, Joe from Sacramento purchased a Kansas city Chiefs super bowl ticket at the odds of eight to one. When sports books are only offering five to one. Uh, if you're not using prop swap, then you're missing out. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. It was the night before Christmas. All right, and all alone in the house was uh, was a, I don't know oh, a, a rainbow warrior. Yeah, rainbow <laughs> warrior at the Ching Complex. Uh, <laughs> Memphis travels to Hawaii, where the one team with the losing record at this thus far. Now I I understand that they still might get a team with a losing record to play Wake, but the one team with a losing record, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, are hosting the Memphis Tigers. Now Memphis, uh, Mike McIntyre is gone took the job at Florida international. That's Memphis's defensive coordinator. Now at the same time, Hawaii's starting quarterback, Chevin Cord- Cordiero, he transferred to San Jose state uh, day day hunter uh, hit the transfer portal. Uh, their star running back slash wide receiver and another receiver of theirs uh, that got some burn got hit the transfer portal as well. So you kind of got, I don't know what the hell this game is, but uh, give me Memphis <laughs> minus the eight and a half. <laughs> uh, what are you doing here, Nick? Well, did you hear about those, uh, you know, allegations about uh, misconduct on Todd Graham, you know, from uh, apparently current and former Hawaii football players? No, I didn't, but wait, wait. Oh, it's pretty hilarious. Check it out. So, you know, you never know these days if there's something to it or if it's just a bunch of whiny ass millennials. Yeah. Um, so apparently you know, these, this former player or, or current player, he said he consistently crossed the lines in terms of decency and respect. He said the way he talks to guys, it's personal. It's not like, Oh, you need to be faster. He's calling guys useless jackass and sack of shits. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, You're complaining about that. I think he I want to, I want to play for him. Yeah. You, you call me a useless sack of shit. Yeah. You drop a pass. <laughs> and he says you sack of shit. 
right? Maybe you are a useless sack of shit. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, come on. criticism here. Come on. So I just read a quick blurb. Go out and Google it, Cole, because you'll get a kick. Out of all people, you might get a, a kick out of these uh, allegations. Yeah, like these that. Hawaii players. You disloyal, fool ass, bitch made punk. <laughs> Come on, man. Get that. Just calling you. Look. I bet you used to sell more Girl Scout cookies than any other member of the whole troop, didn't you? What were you calling yourself back then? Yolanda, you little bitch. <laughs> that's, that's what I think of the Hawaii football players complaining. All right. <laughs> so, on one, so look, going back to the game on one hand, Memphis was awful on the road this year. One and five with their only win over a five point victory over an Arkansas state team that went two and 10. I was fading Memphis on the road all season, but Hawaii, you have all these like rumors of allegations, all that nonsense. And you got players transferring, but at the end of the day, I'm going to take the team that's basically playing at home and the points. And you know, maybe it's almost addition by subtraction. If some of those whiny ass bitches have left, I mean, what little, I mean, (laughs) what mom, he told me I'm a sack of shit. (laughs) Uh, Patty, see, what are you doing here? Uh, well, Memphis has a, a penchant for playing in closed games. Uh, uh, eight out of their twelve games by uh, one score or less. So to see this spread at eight and a half uh, means that I'm definitely taking Hawaii, especially all the way at that intimidating Ching Center they got there. So uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Memphis is counterfeit, and that's a long trip for them. Got to got to give it to the Warriors. Yeah, I hope uh, Hawaii. Whoever the Hawaii athletic director, I hope he's. I hope he does this. Uh, just a fucking mess. For that reason alone, I'm not taking Hawaii. Fade them. Fade them. I hope they lose by a hundred. Saturday on Christmas Day. Look, at least someone's playing games on Christmas Day. Ball State is heading to uh, what? I think Montgomery, Alabama, to take on Georgia State. Look, I gotta fade the Mac policy. I thought about this one. I thought about going Mac here, especially because the the line jumped out. You know, this was a line that opened up. Uh, I think at minus uh, three and a half for Georgia State. It's up to six. So money coming in on the Panthers, but you got to figure that Georgia State fans they 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 can travel much easier to Montgomery, Alabama, Alabama than Muncie, Indiana. Six points though. Give me Ball State. Fade the Mac no more. Ball State they might lose, but give me a give me a give me a thirty four thirty one final. Ball State loses, but sprinkle some on the money line. They could win this. They got a veteran team. They got a lot of super seniors. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, finally we're going to disagree with one. I'm going to go Georgia State here. You know, they started out 0 and 2. They were getting, they got outscored by Army and UNC. You know, like 150 to 20 or something, something crazy. They just got blown out two straight games. They made the quarterback switch to Darren Granger. A couple of weeks later, they should have won at Auburn. If you guys recall that game, oh, we do. Um, yeah. yeah. So overall, Georgia State is just the more talented team here. They got a nice rushing attack, top ten in the nation. Um, I think Georgia State wins by at least a touchdown. Uh, obviously, I liked it more at you know four or four and a half. You sold me. You sold me. Any, anything <laughs> less than a touchdown, I'm still on Georgia State. You sold me. I'm back on the Panthers. All right. <laughs> I want. I want to root for one of these MAC teams. All right, but. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Patty, see, what are you doing here? I mean, yeah, I'm with you guys. Georgia state winners of six, the last seven, their only loss was at Louisiana. Obviously one of their other losses, a game they should have won at Auburn. Meanwhile, uh, 
Uh, uh, Ball State, what, three of their last five have been losses, and one of those is a six-point win over Akron. So uh, <laughs> they're headed in the wrong direction. This is a pretty easy play. In fact, I'm tempted to lock it. I think I may have locked it. Wow. Well, I'm going to lock this next one on Monday, December 27th. Let me take you to the land down under because Western Michigan is favored by seven in Detroit and that filthy dome that the lions, you know, whatever you want to say, I don't think they play games in it. They practice in it. Um, uh, Cut the roof off that thing. The reason why Bobby lane, Bobby lane, they, if you know your football history, you got traded from the lions, I believe to the Steelers might've been the Browns. I think it was the Steelers. And he said the Lions will never win there for the next sixty years, and then that became true. <laughs> uh, so cut the cut the cut the top off that dome. Play some football like the Tiger. You see the Tigers playing in a dome? No. All right. So just play it outside. Do you see Michigan State? No. Do you see Michigan? No. All right. Uh, anyway, Western Michigan is playing uh, in Detroit, Nevada. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, their whole team's gone. <laughs> Their and entire, the coaching staff. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Their whole coaching staff is now at Colorado State. Uh, I think they retained one like special. I don't even remember, um, but I know this: Carson Strong sitting out this game. He graduated. He's got the NFL on the mind, and then their whole offense. And I literally mean their whole. The, well, actually, their whole team. They had like 30 players transfer out. Their starting wide receivers are now at Colorado State. They have an offensive lineman now at Colorado State. Their backup quarterback transferred to Idaho State. Their defense, their top tackler transferred out, I think, to Colorado State, if memory serves me correct. There's like 300 players. Uh, uh, honestly, like pull up the transfer portal uh, on the, the Nevada Wolfpack, and you're going to see a small army. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how, how anyone takes Nevada here. Why, I don't uh, like, give me a Western Michigan. Uh, this is a lock. It's a lock. Lock it up. What are you guys doing? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, uh, and Western Michigan was a solid team this year. The grand, they went up and down a little bit. But they are the same team that beat Pitt at Pitt. So <laughs> the fact that this isn't like 10 points right now is surprising. I mean, at full strength, is Nevada the better team? Yes, of course. But they're anything but at full strength. So give me the Broncos, man. Patty C, what are you doing? Interesting to see a Northern team get essentially home field advantage for this game uh, in Michigan. But uh, that said, of uh, four of Nevada's losses, all were on the road. Some of them very close. Two point loss at Fresno, uh, two point loss at San Diego State, and uh, two point triple overtime loss against Air Force. Actually, that one was in uh, Reno. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think all those facts that you just stated makes me want to go Western Michigan <laughs> because that's a lot of information there. But I had chosen Nevada originally, but maybe I'll switch it to Western Michigan. I think it's locked. It's too, easy yeah. to see a tie turn. Lock it yeah. up. Lock it up for sure. I mean, that one, a double lock. Patty C, you want to get on board? Uh, I took Nevada beforehand, so I'm going to keep it. A, keep. I'll just switch it over to Western Michigan. How does he feel better about Georgia State against Ball State than that one, huh? Nick, somebody tell <laughs> me what the know, fuck's man. going on in that guy's brain. I don't know. I don't right. want to put words in his mouth. Well, maybe he wants to lock up this one because ECU taking on Boston <laughs> College in Annapolis. I have some friends that went to ECU that will be heading to this game. All right. And let's just they are getting three points in Annapolis in the military bowl, the wrong team's favorite. All right. Boston college hasn't beaten anybody. We're still waiting to find out if Zay flowers is going to play in this or opt out. 
but Jerkovic is back. But you know, <laughs> Jerkovic, uh, he thinks he's a he thinks he's a stud. All right, when you go up against Holton Ellers, he's gonna put you in your place, buddy. Give me ECU plus the three. Sprinkle some on the money line, Nick. What are you doing? <laughs> I think this is a, t- a tough one here. I'm definitely not as confident as Colby. <laughs> but at the end of the day, after going back and forth, I also lean DCU. Once again, the motivation angle is is you know key for me. With uh, I think Holden Aylers, this might be his last game. Is he done? He, he's no. a senior, right? No, he has. He's, uh, he's a junior. He's a junior. Oh wow! He seems like he's been around forever. Uh, well, still, ECU's got a lot of upperclassmen, and Boston College that they really you know limp to the finish line here in the regular season, losing to FSU and Wake Forest, forty-one to ten to Wake. So uh, I think ECU. I think this is a close game here. Uh, give me the points in ECU. Patty C, what are you doing here? Look, I just see Mike Houston as the more motivated coach here. I he's the kind of guy that builds his team throughout the season. Not to say that Halfley doesn't, but I think uh, I trust a late season uh, Mike Houston more so than Halfley at this point. So I believe in the Pirates in the spirit of ECU. That's what I'm talking about <laughs> right there. Can't wait for that when I'm ready. You know this. Pirate team is hungry to get out there and whoop some ass. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. <laughs> All right, Tuesday, December twenty eighth. The Houston Cougars are heading to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Why is this in Birmingham? This is a home game for Auburn. Just play it at Auburn. Uh, uh, Houston at Auburn, guys. Uh, Auburn's laying two and a half. They should. I hope. Uh, I don't know. No. Give, uh, what are you doing here? Bo Nix not there. T.J. Finley's the man of the future. They brought in a new OC, so I believe they have a interim OC uh, for this game. Uh, Tank Bigsby's gone. He transferred. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Clayton Tune in Houston and trust the used car salesman that is Dana Holgerson. Patty C. I mean they've had a heck of a year, eleven and two. Obviously the loss to the Bearcats uh, has to be taken with you know a, a granted not a grain of salt. It's understandable. And then the fact that they have what a, a seventeen or twenty one point lead on Texas Tech. Other than that, an undefeated season. And then Auburn questionable, no court. Uh, their their quarterback for most of the year is gone. Yeah, you got to go Houston here. Are we at all worried about it being a all Auburn fan base? Yes, I don't think we should be worried. I think we should be assured that that will be the case. Yeah, uh, Nick, what do you think? No, nah, I mean one team had a great season, eleven and two, their best record in several years, probably. I think they have all, even the, with losing that American uh, Championship to Cincinnati, they have the momentum, they have the desire, the motivation. I'll say it again. Meanwhile, Auburn just six and six, lost the last four games. Quarterback, running back, transferred out. Uh, I don't think they necessarily want to be in Birmingham, even if it's close. So uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Houston. There we go. All right, uh, first responder bowl, twelve fifteen, Louisville minus one and a half against the Air Force Falcons. This game is being played in Texas. Uh, in uh, I believe this is at uh, Gerald Ford Stadium, where SMU plays Dallas, Texas. Um, I want the Falcons. Louisville's run defense still trash. I worry about this team. I know uh, Satterfield that was retained, but I know a lot of the fan base was not happy. I think their athletic director's gone. Air Force and Troy Calhoun have been good all year. Give me the Falcons to get it done. You know, no one's opting out for Air Force. 
in the first responder bowl. Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, you know how Texans love their military, so I expect this to be a pretty good home crowd for Air Force, and I expect them to get the dub. Cover on the money. I want this pilot. Uh, Nick, <laughs> what are you doing here? You know, I might lean Louisville, and I really don't like it, but Malik Cunningham is by far going to be the best player on the field. And, and, you know, maybe Louisville just like pulls a Liberty. Cause I was on Liberty last week when a lot of people were fading uh, Liberty and you know that their quarterback just crushed it. They keep, you know, and, and maybe that the same thing is going to happen here. Give me uh, Malik Cunningham. And I was thinking, I was, I was forgetting his name, Malik Willis. Cause there are two Malik's. So maybe Malik Cunningham is going to pull up Malik Willis and just dominate this game. And uh, the Louisville Cardinals win. Wow, ACC Nick stepping up to the plate, going up against America. Uh, this game, awesome game, probably my the game I want to watch most. We have the Texas Tech Red Raiders in Memphis, Tennessee, the Liberty Bowl against Mike Leach. Mike Leach, very uh, outspoken prior to uh, this season about how Texas Tech still owed him over a million dollars. Um, now we add him on the show. We had coach Leach on the show and he says, ah, it's just another game. Just look at, but I think he says that cause he's got to say that I think inside Mike Leach, there's a fire driving. And I think uh, I think it's driving him to, uh, to win this game. Mississippi state lay the nine and a half. I think they roll Texas tech, by the way, Texas tech's head coach, obviously they, they uh, Matt Wells gone, but the interim head coach gone as well. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ride the Mississippi state bulldogs to uh, maybe they lay it on them. Maybe they, uh, maybe they get it done and lay it on them. Patty C. What are you doing here? Uh, I had the same thought. I mean, it didn't even dawn on me until you pointed it out before that uh, this was going to got to be a, a, a revenge game for Leach. And so, yeah, I just don't feel like uh, Texas tech has anything going for him. Meanwhile, Leach has been improving throughout the year and with the motivation. Yeah. I expect that an ass whooping Nick. Yeah, you know, my original thought was uh, Mississippi State wasn't great in the bowl game last year against Tulsa, which ended in that beautiful fight. If you guys recall, that was fantastic. Yeah, it <laughs> was. was great for the yeah, sport. Yeah, uh, but that was year one in the air raid under Leach, so they they have improved this. Well, they year, got the win. You know, they got the win. Tulsa went to the AAC championship, but they didn't get the cover. Okay. Um, uh, so, but no, they have improved by leaps and bounds this year. And this year they win, but they also cover. Give me Mississippi state. There we go. Hail state. Let's go. Let's go. Good guys. Score one for the good guys. Um, NC state is traveling to San Diego, California to take on UCLA at Petco park. Bring your dogs. Um, look, bring your dogs because I'm taking the dog wrong team's favorite here. This don't sprinkle this ACC bullshit on me. UCLA has been a better team than NC State the whole year. I don't know why NC State is 18 and UCLA is not ranked. Oh, it's because they have more losses. Well, they played a harder schedule. All right, uh, <laughs> UCLA is a better team. They win on the money line. Patty, see what are you doing here? You know, I'm totally attempt, uh, tempted to agree with you, and I do. Is just looking at those three losses by NC State. Two of them are pretty close. A one-point loss against a Miami at Miami and a three-point loss at Wake. Those are respectable teams. Even the uh, Mississippi State game wasn't a blowout. This team isn't that far away from being twelve and zero. That's true, but but even that, even that win against Clemson, like they they missed like five. They had the chance to win that like five times. They're NC State. That's what they do. <laughs> 
They've had some close wins too, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. We may be sleeving on NC state, but I do think UCLA is far more talented. Nick, who are you taking? Yeah. ACC Nick is jumping off the conference ship here. I'm on UCLA here. I still think this is one of the more entertaining and interesting matchups of all bowl season, just because it's two teams that hell they've maybe they've never played each other before. We mentioned this when we first started talking about bowl season, you guys kind of laughed as who cares about this game. <laughs> I think this is one of the most intriguing games there is so far. I, I, have you guys come around and agree with me yet? Or do you still not care about it? Uh, it's all right. Texas all right. tech, Mississippi state's the game to watch. Well, ECU look, Boston college is the second best game to watch in and the this rest game. With ECU Boston College, nobody cares yeah. about that. We got UCLA against NC State. ACC nobody, against uh, against a team that should be in the ACC. Nobody's transferred. No coaches have left. You have rosters intact. Coaching staffs intact. This is this is the this is bowl season fifteen years ago. That is true. Hey, Nick is Nick is selling us right here. Make, he's he's making points. a point. Making a point. Um, Let me ask you guys this: How many of these games are in the home state of one of the teams? You know, can we, I guess maybe the bulls need that in order to fill the stadium. That's on but purpose, the right? Point of the bulls is, is to be in neutral site games. Yeah, no, well, uh, the whole point of the bulls is to make as much money as possible, which includes, you know, the tickets at the gate, but how is it yeah. a fair neutral okay. spite? Uh, like I, I don't like when they, cause what you class, you, you always see this. You, you always see like some sec guy say, oh, we went eight and two in the bowl season. We're better than every other conference. You also played all the fucking home games. They don't play any of them. They don't play any of them in cold weather, right? So, like, when you look at uh, Tennessee's playing in Nashville, Knoxville's like two hours. I don't even know. I think it's closer the, to Nashville. Uh, what was the other one we we said uh, that was Auburn right there? Uh, Mississippi State is playing in Liberty Bowl, which is like thirty minutes from uh, Starkville. <laughs> right. Auburn's playing in the Birmingham Bowl. Well, what the hell do you expect? What the hell? playing in Tampa? Yeah, right. It's right. like, come on, man. Like, uh, this is why we need a large playoff. This is all a bunch of bullshit. Um, West Virginia <laughs> taking on Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl. Look, you want to label a uh, you want to label a bad bowl game a piece of shit. Might as well put a guarantee on the box. What is he saying, Tommy boy? Something <laughs> like that. Uh, I actually am somewhat intrigued by this game because it was funny because Fleck rode the boat. He hired uh, West Virginia's. Uh, offensive assistant. <laughs> so getting some inside Iggy on the Mountaineers, I like it. Um, nice. Minnesota's laying four and a half. West Virginia. I made this case on the show I was on the other day. There's one team in college football that I truly don't have a feel for. It is the West <laughs> Virginia Mountaineers. Um, so for that reason alone, give me Minnesota minus the four and a half. Nick, what are you doing? This is kind of like the other game that I just mentioned because you know. Both rosters are pretty much intact, as well as both uh, coaching staffs. For me, though, I, I don't know. It's just—it's kind of a boring game, I think. Maybe it's just two like run-heavy teams that are just fairly average. I guess Minnesota's a little bit better, even though they're the same team that lost to Bowling Green this year. Um, I'm gonna take the points. I, it, it's more than a field goal. I think it's gonna be low scoring, kind of low scoring, and it's, it's gonna be close. So. Give me WVU to cover and uh, Deggy, the quarterback of West Virginia, a Bowling Green transfer. <laughs> Maybe he <laughs> calls up the friend, some friends, and says, "Hey, what was the key to beating <laughs> those guys?" Uh, <laughs> Give me the formula. <laughs> uh, Patty, they win like ten to seven or yeah, something, something crazy. Like, it's an awful game. Yeah, Patty, see what are you doing here? Look, I think you guys are sleeping on Minnesota. Minnesota is a pretty darn good team. I mean, and they're only giving them three and a half. 
uh, to West Virginia, who There's struggled down. No the such thing as a pretty good team that lost to Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, they beat uh, number fourteen Wisconsin on the last game of the season by ten, so it's somewhat decent there. And they only <laughs> lost to uh, Iowa by seven on, in Kinnick Stadium a few weeks before that. They're pretty good, but yes, point taken about the Bowling Green. That said, Minnesota gets the cover. Um. All right. Well, before we get to Wednesday's action. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by better fantasy, better fantasy, is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. How great is that? You can cash out for gift cards. When your bet hits even help raise money for charity. Come on, get, get Tommy a new, get Tommy a new, uh, a new jacket for Christmas. All right. Uh, brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick slick app. It's really fun to use. One of the reasons why we love it here at SGPN is they offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can uh, get in some prop bets on better fantasy. Plus they just added a cool bonus. If you get your entire fantasy football league to join better fantasy, they'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com. Get one of those USFL trophies. Those trophies are fucking fire. That's one thing the USFL did right back in the eighties. They had that awesome ass trophy with the helmet. Um, check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's better B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by prize picks. Yes. This is the second time I mentioned them. All right. But just a reminder to get you guys to head over to pricepicks.com and get signed up today to get that hundred percent deposit bonus using the promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by so bet. All right. So since when did sports betting become so rigid? All right. Nick was just telling me this the other day. He said, Colby sports betting's rigid. It's rigid. All right. Sports betting is meant to be social. All right. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches, tossing bets in a, around in a speakeasy. If you, if you lose one, you blast them away with your hand cannon, right? So bad is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. So that's changed. It's really, it's changing the game with their new product. So head over to SoBet.io, create an account so you can see for yourself through their fully functioning free web application. You can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone, you know, via text QR codes and links among other methods. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN to join the social betting revolution. All right. I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by us, the SGPN app. All right. It's free in the app store and Google play store. You get access to all of our picks and podcasts. So don't be an idiot. Go grab the thing. It's free. Me and Nick Patty C we're on fire with our locks in college basketball. So what are you doing? Shit. I mean, me and Nick are on fire in the NFL over 500 and all these things, everything we do, everything we do. All right. <laughs> all right. So go get that SGPN app. Uh, all right. Wednesday, the final slate of games before we're back to you on Thursday, um, Virginia SMU. Look, Bronco Mendenhall is coaching this game. Brandon Armstrong didn't win the Heisman. Didn't even get mentioned, which I still am confused. Him and Bailey Zappi <laughs> should have been. I, I I don't get it. Um, Virginia is laying two and a half. Jim Leonard is coaching uh, for SMU, not Jim Leonard, Jim Levitt. Um, but Jim Levitt 
was also relieved of his defensive coordinating duties because uh, uh, Rhett Lashley wants his own DC that he knows he, mm. he's not connected to to Levitt. So uh, I don't know who's going to hire him. Who's going to hire Levitt? Someone's got to, right? Someone's got to go out there and grab him. Somebody will. Sorry to cut you off. Good. I'm on Virginia minus two and a half. They're going to send Bronco Mendenhall off with the winning season. Lock it up. Give me that. Give me that Dundee music. Give me that Dundee music because this is easy money. ACC Colby representing. Nick, what are you doing here? Well, both teams are one and four in their last five. So combined, we're, we're two and eight in our last 10 games. So I don't know why anybody would care about this game. But <laughs> for everything that you just mentioned with one team that still has their coach, even though he's departing, they're going to try to finish it the right way. Give me UVA and my boy Brendan Armstrong. Do I need to tell you this? Pouring rain on the slate. This game is being played at Fenway Park next Wednesday. Uh, a lot can happen from like six days weather wise. That's I'll be true. Saying like you know, but I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing like 40 degrees and rain. That could be snow. <laughs> That's very close to. Is this the first time Boston's had a bowl game? I think so. Maybe pretty cool. Another cold weather game outdoors. Yeah. And I think that, so you probably want to fade the air raid team, even though Virginia is kind of air raidish this year. Right. Um, I'm on, I'm on the Wahoos. Patty C, do I need to ask you or, or are you just all in on Bronco Mendenhall? I don't know that I'm all, I mean, they're losers of what their last four. So no, to be fair, all of those teams are bowling. Three of them are top 25 teams, BYU, Notre Dame and Pitt, Virginia tech, man. But also, as far as uh, SMU's losses in that stretch, all four of their losses are bowl teams. Houston and Cincinnati included in that. So it's not like these teams are terrible, even though they've been losing lately. Uh, I don't know. I get. I just don't trust Virginia at this point. So I'm on SMU. <laughs> I've never never met a fan. Never met a fan that that goes against his team that often. Is it just like a? A luck thing. You've, you've never met one, Nick. You went against Duke every single game this season. <laughs> yeah, but Duke football's awful. Okay, so is little different. No, not on, they're not on Duke's level. Okay. No, what, what do you mean? You just said Virginia was better than Syracuse. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I, yes, I, I know. I I'm messing with you. I'm messing. Now with let you. me tell you this: Virginia basketball does suck. They're losing to Clemson by 11 right now. So another. I, I was close to locking up and betting on Clemson. I laid off. I still picked them, but should have. I was gonna switch See, to Clemson. I, Clemson. I was gonna switch to Clemson, and then I got no. Nah, I'm gonna take UVA. Maybe Bennett finally gets it together. <laughs> yeah, I heard oh, you man. going back and forth. Uh, I heard Colby's mental thought process going back and forth for about 20 seconds on that during the morning show. Clemson's impressed me this year. They're better than I thought they would be. I, I thought they would at least come in here and if if UVA won, you knew it was going to be by like two or three. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Back to the bowls. Yeah, we got the pinstripe bowl in New York City. All right, other in the Bronx, buddy. Other outdoor northern game. But their northern teams playing in it. That's bullshit. I want to see one of these. Send Florida up to that bowl. All right. Yeah. Bastards. All right. Um, they did with Miami and they got housed by Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, uh, but w- once again, this game is, c- is supposed to be in a monsoon next Wednesday. Uh, Virginia tech is catching three and a half against Maryland. <laughs> I, well, I guess the problem is, is who's playing quarterback for Virginia tech. Cause I think both their quarterbacks transferred out. 
So that's concerning. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> <laughs> that's concerning. They weren't they weren't doing much when they were there. <laughs> G- give me the three and a half in Virginia Tech, though. JC Price. It's all about culture here. Give me give me the Hokies to get the dub. <laughs> Pat, what are you doing? I gotta go Hokies too. Although I don't say Maryland is maybe West Virginia's uh, twin brother there in terms of being the most confusing team in college football, but Virginia Tech's just a better team. Yeah, and they're getting points. Come on, that's what I'm thinking, Nick. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, Fade Loxley is the only piece of info or you know gut I have here. Uh, I don't have a good read on this game whatsoever, but Fade Loxley, give me the Hokies. He's going with. Well, I'm sorry. What was that, Patty? See. Uh, fade Loxley is a can't go wrong approach, tried and true. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean Maryland should win by a lot more, considering they're they're probably going to be on their third string quarterback. <laughs> I would Tech, think. Yeah, yeah, I would think that this would mean Maryland rolls them, but I just trust the culture at Virginia Tech to be prepared, to be ready to go, ready to go out with the bang. Some of these coaches won't be coaching with Virginia Tech ever again. Some of these coaches played at Virginia Tech. So uh, for that reason alone, give me the Hokies. Gobble gobble. Um, Iowa State is taking on Clemson in the Cheez It Bowl. Shout out to Cheez Its for uh, supporting football. Um, Clemson is a one-point favorite, guys. This game is being played in uh, Florida, I believe, right? Orlando, Florida, at the Camping World Stadium. Give me Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. I think they're the better. Uh, look, Brent Benneville's gone. Uh, Tony Elliott's gone. A bunch of players transferred out. Iowa State. I know Brees Hall is not playing, but if you remember, this happened once with David Montgomery, and they brought in Brees Hall. So I'm thinking the next next running back in the stable is going to reveal himself in this game against this Clemson Tiger defense. Give me the Cyclones plus one in the Cheez It Bowl against these hacks that uh, should have never won a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you doing here? Uh, just because you're hating on my beloved ACC, I'm on Clemson, <laughs> uh, especially without Brees Hall. They're gonna lock up that uh, Cyclone offense. Clemson wins this one, uh, maybe propels them to a nice season next year. Patty C, what are you doing here? You buying into Clemson being a uh, good? Uh, this is a pretty good game, but yeah, you gotta kind of have to. I mean, there are three losses at the end of the day were to Georgia by seven, to NC State. Uh, on the road in double overtime by six, and then against Pitt at Pitt, who all these teams are nine wins or above. So those are three pretty good losses. Clemson actually probably under the radar in terms of how good they are somehow. No, 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 um, stop. Flag on the fucking play. All right, <laughs> flag on the fucking play because look, well, they beat they beat uh, what Georgia Tech by five without Jeff Sims. They, yeah, I was gonna say fl- the the flip side of that argument is who have they beaten? Yeah, they beat they beat Boston College without Jerkovic, but not by much, by six, <laughs> right? Who do they, I mean, they beat uh, Syracuse by three because Syracuse misses a field goal to send it to overtime. Uh, the Syracuse team they, that I you guys have been shitting on and South Carolina on the last two games of the they season. started making strides a little <laughs> bit towards the very end there. And don't try to say South Carolina is some great win. South Carolina is fucking <laughs> terrible, right? <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait Forest, I'll I'll give you. I'll say okay, that's a good win. South Carolina, that's a team that I feel like and they they don't belong in a, in a bowl. But right. Um. All right. Oregon. I'll say the, the home field advantage for Florida kind of benefits Clemson, so I'm going to roll Tigers. You pussy. All right, th- then let's talk about the uh, 
the uh, the Oregon Oklahoma Bowl, where they for some reason put both these teams in a bowl against each other in the Alamo Bowl. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Um, look, this game sucks. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> not the right clip based off that, but this game, uh, both coaching staffs are gone. All right, most of Oregon's coaching staff went to Miami. Most of Oklahoma's coaching staff went to USC. A ton of a shit ton of players transferred out for Oklahoma. A shit ton of players transferred out for Oregon. What are we watching here, guys? This is a practice. We're watching a <laughs> two teams we've never seen essentially uh, go at it. Uh, I Work guess out the kinks for next year. <laughs> you know what? Give me uh, uh, give me Oregon with the points. I guess I'm taking the points in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you doing here? Uh, Oklahoma still has Caleb Williams, right? I think so. It's, it's he's staying. I, I might need he's to playing. Uh, is he staying though? I've, I've heard rumblings of him going to USC. I don't know. As far as I, I haven't heard, I mean, I haven't heard anything concrete. So I assume he's playing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't bet this game now. I would wait until you know the day before or the day of. But if he's playing, I'll say he's the difference maker, and the Sooners win by a touchdown. Um. Okay. Patty C, what are you thinking here? Uh, I think Oklahoma is the better team slightly um, four and a half points. So uh, that, that does make it tough home field advantage goes in Oklahoma's favor playing in what San Antonio. Was it? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I'm going, I'm going ducks quack quack, baby. He is. Yeah, he is going, going ducks. I'm going. I don't. I don't feel good about this. You got to be a fool to bet this one. Can't wait to bet it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we are a bunch of fools. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to bet this one. I'm just going to bet this one just to laugh. Um, okay, well, look, that covers the whole week of college football. Um, before I get out of here, I, I do 8:30 a.m. on Thursday on the West. So, I, I, look, I'm going to give people this one: South Carolina, North Carolina, and Dukes. Mayo Bowl. Shout out to Mayonnaise, keeping it real, supporting football. Um, North Carolina is a nine-point favorite. I just talked a ton of shit about South Carolina, but you know what? Give me South Carolina plus nine. <laughs> Sam Howell's not playing, I don't think. So I'll take South Carolina plus nine. I guess this game sucks. Um, Nick, Nick, what are you taking? <laughs> I totally agree, man. I I think South Carolina wants to to beat you know. Uh, their brother from this, the the state uh, up north here, and I, I think without Sam Howell, I mean, he was their entire offense basically. <laughs> so uh, if UNC wins, it's going to be by like seven or so. I mean, both teams are six and six, but South Carolina overachieved arguably to get to six and six, while North Carolina underachieved. So motivation wise, it's on the Gamecocks. Give me South Carolina. Patty C, what are you doing here? South Carolina sucks. I'm doing North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I got to ask you guys about this. Um, college football playoffs said that if uh, I thought this was pretty dumb of them, that if for some reason COVID, uh, you know, if some of the players get COVID or a certain amount of players where the game will get canceled and you forfeit and then they move to the next round, even if that's a national championship, why wouldn't you just try to play it the next week? What'd you think of that? Wait, what was that? Say that again. So if, yeah, they're basically uh, cool. like the big East in college basketball right now. The game is canceled if they have uh, COVID problems. So if right now you're seeing a ton of cancellations, hey, look at Texas A&M and college football today, college basketball, grand—I mean the NFL, NHL, NBA—they're all affected with COVID. 
College basketball, uh, I'm sorry, college football, the college football playoffs said that if they a team gets affected by COVID, that means they will just uh, forfeit that game and move along. And even if that comes in the national championship, then they'll deem national champions. Wow. I'm yeah, not buying that. Schedule, huh? I think it's a scare tactic just to make uh, players, you know, social distance and wear a mask. And I don't know if maybe it's too late to get vaccinated if they haven't yet. But I, I would. Come on, they're going to have a national championship. That, that that means millions of dollars. They've never had a national championship, Nick. All right, <laughs> this is all just an invitational. They're They've been naming national, national champions game. forever. All right, they're going to have a game. So maybe they're just trying to 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 scare the players and coaching staff into responsible responsible behavior, if you will. But they will have a game. That's for sure. All right. Well, I, I uh, Patty C. Uh, uh, care to Look, say what do you think there? If we're dealing with this next year for a fourth year in a row, right? QAnon. I'm joining QAnon. Well, well. I don't even know if you can join QAnon, but I'm getting extreme. Okay, <laughs> this is starting to test my patience already. Is that the new? Is, it, is that the new university in Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> is that Quinnipiac? Is that Quinnipiac starting a football team? <laughs> we, we might want to cut that portion out of the of the show there, Colby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe we do that one. I'm not being serious. I'm not. Look, I'm just saying, guys. Enough, enough. Let's 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 have our sports. If they stop affecting sports, then I'm fine with it. Let's wear a mask forever. But if they're taking away our football, (laughs) I'll get get political on here. There we go. (laughs) He's gonna be Mike Gundy wearing one of his t-shirts, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, Look, the uh, the FCS championship is right around the corner. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna handicap that in the coming weeks. But I wanted your guys' thoughts on Frisco, Texas, Montana State, North Dakota State. You got a lean out there. You got. I mean, are you uh, uh, thinking that the Bison win another one, or is it gonna be the Bobcats that haven't won one since the '80s? Nick, what do you think of the match? Have, have you seen a line yet? I have. Uh, quickly, uh, let me double check that while you uh, while you talk so about what, what you think of Montana that game. Montana State's story has been great. You know, and then knocking off the Jackrabbits last weekend, but come on, man, you're going up against North Dakota State. That's going to be tough. That That's is tough. Going to be an uphill battle. I I would lean the Bison. Uh, yeah, just depending on what the line is, because I I do think I mean Montana State's come this far. They're not going to get blown out. Uh, so North Dakota State like, minus eight over under at forty three. Hmm. So they're 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 trying to get people to bet Montana State putting it at at eight. Ah, uh, you know what? Early lean. Give me the dog. Give me the points. Look, our show is about the dogs, right? We're not the front runners here. Give yeah. me Montana State. Um, and I gotta love they're playing this in uh, Texas, Frisco, Texas. So we'll be outdoors. But uh, I think something worth noting here: head coach uh, Brent Vigen. Vi- uh, of Montana State. He went to college at North Dakota State, played tight end there from 93 to 97. Also coached there from 98 until 2013, and then he went with Craig Bowl to Wyoming. So, it's personal for him. If anybody can beat the Bison, perhaps it's one of their own. Patty, see what do you make of this game? Uh, look, I'm leaning Montana State. Obviously, there's some salt still in the wound for uh, a JMU alum here, but I think that uh Montana State's been playing really well this year. Uh, no home field advantage, no bullshit home field advantage for North Dakota State this week. So I think that favors Montana State. 
Then again, North Dakota State, I want to say eight and oh in national championships. So wow, you can't it's hard to bet against them, but guess what? I'm gonna do it. Let's go Bobcats. There you go. You heard it first. I'm on Montana State as well, plus the eight, but we will cover that. Maybe this line will go up. Uh, that game's not being played for a while. So we'll have you covered on the college football experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, and remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience. Um, look, you got no excuses. We're giving winners all the time. Just get that SGPN app. It's free in the App Store and Google Play Store. Give us a five star review. Don't be a square. Come on. How many winners do we got to give you clowns before I get, before we get some five-star reviews. All right, let's do it. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C a three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college basketball experience and college football experience are on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. The sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Uh, give all of them a follow. Check out the Slack channel too, because we're not only talking bowl games and college basketball daily. We're covering everything. Shit, you want to know who's going to win the sumo wrestling matchup in Bangkok? We got you covered. All right, uh, so so check out the Slack channel. We got you covered here on the college football experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, what's not to like here? Enjoy, I, honestly, guys. All you guys have a happy holidays. Have a merry Christmas. A happy New Year. I sincerely appreciate appreciate every listener or anyone that's ever spread the the word about us. Thank you so much to Patty C, my co-host. Thank you so much to NC Nick, uh, and happy holidays, guys. Let's ride off into the sunset here. This oh. is the college football experience, week two bowl edition style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.